Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to episode 222 of the Husker Football Fan Program. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. It's the first episode of Season 7, which means a fresh start for both us and Frost's team. Today we have a brief discussion about the start of spring practice. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. Uh, the website is cnbuffalo.com. We're also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Correspond with Monty at 402-770-3356. And also be sure to stay tuned for our upcoming pledge drive. We can't do this without your support, listeners. Thank you. Today on the Husker Football Fan Program, we have a story in two acts. Act one, what happens to Frost in springtime? Michael, it's so exciting. Today, we are in the midst of spring practice. It, it seemed like it took so long to get to that this point, but here we are. Indeed, and it's a very late spring, so uh, that contributes to that sense of um, waiting that we have mm. uh, for, for the spring practice. But that's ultimately a good thing in Nebraska. You know, it, it can be pretty cold in the wintertime, but uh, here we are, the... The birds have returned. The sun's been shining finally. Uh, hmm. The snow's largely gone at this point, so they can actually uh, they can practice and uh, you know get some time outside. So truly, uh, it, uh, spring's a little bit of a misnomer for when they normally do spring practice, isn't it, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's winter normally. So yeah, it's actually spring, and uh, sounds like you know I think the biggest talking points lately. Um, as we're hearing from these coaches are a real emphasis on special teams. Mike Dawson's going to be coordinating that. Mm. And uh, he's got some experience doing that in previous coaching stops and including at the NFL. And uh, he's really passionate about that. He says, if you want to make it in the NFL, uh, you better be ready to contribute on special teams. So, um, so that's a real point of passion. And several other coaches have commented to that effect. I know Sean Becton, or Travis Fisher, rather. Travis Fisher said, if you want to be a starting defensive back for the Nebraska Cornhusker football team, you better have a starting role in one of the special teams units. So they're taking it quite seriously. And Justin, I have to say about time. I know we talk about culture all the time, and it's it's frustrating. And uh, we're going into year four of Scott Frost, and we're still talking about culture. Uh, but it seems like they're trying to set a tone early, and I appreciate that. I mean, Mike, if I'm going to talk culture, I want to talk about Rachmaninoff. I want to talk about Dostoyevsky. I don't want to talk about the football team culture. <laughs> you know, another interesting point that's come up several times was some concern about the uh, attempted cancellation with the uh, football team from the University of Oklahoma. Some of the sports reporters asked Coach Frost. It was his first time speaking to the press since that whole fiasco. And several reporters asked him about that. And, you know, he seemed to dodge the question a little bit. They didn't. He didn't want to say whose idea it was. And uh, there was a lot of consternation on social media 
Husker fans saying, why are you asking this question? Husker fans don't care. To which, you know, I respond, frankly, do you know what the media's job is? They're going to ask that question. They have to ask that question. They need to hold power accountable. And honestly, I'm I'm very surprised that Frost met it head on. Uh, you know, I, I know you say it sounded like he dodged the question, but the, the fact that that was the first question asked, um, I'd say that uh, his his response actually spoke to something that you brought up so eloquently in the last episode, and that is uh, they were exploring all options. Everything was on the table. Um, you know, the, the reality is, is that there are a lot of small businesses in Lincoln that would benefit greatly um, and possibly even, uh, dare we say, survive uh, were an additional game added to the, the season in, in terms of home games in Lincoln this year. Um, so the, there are actual livelihoods at stake here, and, and that's something that should be seriously considered when they uh, explore their options for, for what's best for the team, what's best for uh, the city of Lincoln, and you know what's best for the university. Well, and, and Coach Frost really leaned into the wide variety of factors to consider, both, uh, to your point, the, the impact on the city of Lincoln, but also the fact that there's only one home game currently scheduled for the more temperate uh, September and October football months. Um, you want to have more recruiting opportunities, and and also you want to have revenue for the athletic department itself. Who, uh, you know, they've they've weathered COVID as well as any, as well as any athletic department, but they are still having quite the shortfall. And there were furloughs and layoffs, and this is a way to to try to make up for that. So it sounds like uh, they're still working to see if they can fill a home that that buy date that's uh, still week one, um, which was you know to recover from the uh, the trip to Ireland, which unfortunately will not be happening. Uh, but we're still playing Illinois in week zero, so there's an open spot. And they're going to try and fill that. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens, and we'll, we'll definitely follow up on that reporting as it emerges. And I'm satisfied to, to let this be the end of this discussion at this point, honestly. Um, uh, you know, as it pertains to looking forward to this season, it is now decided that Nebraska's playing Oklahoma. And uh, so... We can work with that, right? And so it shall be, Michael. <laughs> I guess one other point that's worth discussing is uh, much ink has been spilt about the fact that we have a very large football team. These, uh, both in terms of size, you know, 150 plus guys, but in terms of girth and weight and height and heft, uh, these are large young men, uh, large offensive linemen, large running backs, large wide receivers. They're large, especially when you consider some of the talent that's left in several the last several years. I'm looking at the wide receiver position. Mr. Spielman, very athletic, very dynamic, not the largest man. Same goes for Wandale Robinson, extremely dynamic. We're very fond of him here on the podcast. Not a large man. Now you have sizable people across the field. It does sound as though... Though Coach Frost announced early on the Big Ten would adjust to him and the Cornhuskers, it does sound that uh, it would appear Coach Frost is beginning to adjust to the Big Ten, wouldn't you say? You know what they say. You always have to keep your words sweet because eventually you might have to eat them. Mm. (laughs) Along those same lines of perhaps Coach Frost adjusting his methodologies to that Uh, necessary to compete in the Big Ten. Uh, An interesting comment was made by one of the assistant coaches today that though they've always had a strong emphasis on speed 
in practice, they want to take more time to actually complete the play. That is, spend less time sprinting to get back to the starting blocks to burst again, uh, to fly anew down the field in search of a touchdown. Uh, but instead, they want to complete the play. Get to the end zone, finish the play, complete it. Um, and that way, when you, uh, you see victory, you experience victory, that's a good thing that hopefully pays dividends down the line. As opposed to running back to the blocks, you're completely exhausted, now you got to do it again, and you're doing things. Perhaps, though you're doing them fast, you are going through the motions. So a little bit of an evolution there from, from the Chip Kelly method. Well, you know, as, as a musician myself, that just brings me back to the adage that um, you perform the way you practice, right? Mm. And, and so uh, I, I think that there is a, a psychological element to that, uh, where if these people are used to uh, performing a certain way in practice, that that will translate to the field. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll see that happen this fall. And with that, we conclude Act 1. Now for Act 2 of our program, the NCAA fought the law, and the law won? Michael, today, the NCAA was was in court, the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, to argue a case about whether or not they should be compensating their players. Mm. Do you know about, did you, uh, I, I believe you haven't been following this closely. If I'm yeah, not you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been, uh, I've been up to my neck in, in books. I've, I've taken on a side hustle as a uh, book reviewer. Um, and I've just been reading a lot of books because that's what I do. Have you been pursuing a specific genre? No, just books. Just ones with <laughs> words in them. Big words or small words? Uh, well, one of them was a dictionary. So that was interesting. Was or it shall English? I say, it was enthralling. Ooh, indeed. <laughs> Indubitably. Well, some of the Supreme Court justices, many of the Supreme Court justices, had stern comments for the NCAA, and uh, I don't know that the NCAA acquitted themselves as well as they would have liked. In fact, one of our friends and colleagues remark- remarked on Twitter that uh, if they were an employee at the NCAA, they might want to be uh, buffing up their LinkedIn page, uh, the implication being things are not going well there. Um, also, Justice Clarence Thomas, noted Nebraska fan, listed off a series of high-profile football programs. Uh, he said Alabama, Ohio State, and Nebraska in his example, to which I say, huzzah! We are a high-profile football program, and don't you forget it. As it, as it pertains to, to marketing and, and profitability, I would say that's accurate. Well, not certainly uh, are the issues before the Supreme Court. So it'll be quite interesting to see what happens. You know, I, I do have to say this much. If they bring back the NCAA football video game, which I believe has been announced, um, yes. I may actually take a break from reading all the books that I read all the time. To play the game. Did you know that I read books, Justin? Many. Yes. Many books. <laughs> well, as this case evolves and as... A decision is made. We'll have to uh, reach out to our chief legal affairs correspondent, Dan Lust, and have him back on the show to kind of break down what this means for the Huskers, for the NCAA, for student-athletes. As a reminder, we will be launching a pledge drive in the coming months, so stay tuned so that you can support this program. In the meantime, 
you can support our sponsors, and that is a wonderful way to support us as well. We were talking earlier about how Nebraska is a, a, a hearty and stocky team this year. Um, and one of the ways that you can do <laughs> Dude, that... Dude, it is. Yes. Uh, and one of the ways that you can do that for yourself, if you want to follow in their footsteps, is uh, to slowly go the way of the buffalo, as hmm. it were. Indeed. Uh, but it, it, it'll be a lean girth if you, if you do, do go to that direction, because, of course, buffalo is the healthy alternative. Yes. Lots of protein and none of the guilt. But all the flavor. Mm. That's what we call a win-win-win. So go to cnbuffalo.com and get yourself some Central Nebraska Buffalo. Also, home buying and selling still is happening at quite a rapid rate these days. And you need to make sure that you're working with someone who knows their way around the neighborhood, so to speak. And that person is Monty Rohde. So be sure and reach out to our friend Monty. He can help you assess your options, understand your opportunities. And he's a friendly man too. Someone that's great to work with. So please contact our dear friend Monty, 402-770-3356. Or if you're more comfortable in this day and age with communicating with somebody via electronic mail, it's monty.rohde at prglincoln.com. And as we say to end every edition of the Husker Football Fan Program, go Big Red. It's scarlet, Justin. It's a common mistake. But yes, go Big Red. I am enthused about the scarlet and cream. May they win all of their games and lose none. May it be so. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Cat, I mean Fan Podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Not sponsored by Me Undies. Not sponsored by Movement Watches. Not sponsored by Purple Mattresses. If you're a first-time customer, you can go to Audible.com and get a free audiobook anyway. So why? Should we be sponsored by them? Husker Hounds, feel free to call us. Mm-hmm.